send in you an invite, mate. Are we in? Doing a little test. Yeah. Can you hear me right? Mate, I can hear you so well. Yeah, that's the secret of plugged in earphones instead of AirPods. It's the future right there. Yeah. The future of listening is plugged in. 100%. Right, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna share this out to the wider internet. Welcome everybody. Hello, everybody joining. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Do do do. We need some little like lobby music or something, you know. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> because right now it feels like I am on the phone with my dad. Because he's the only person I ever talked to on the phone. Oh, mate, I, honestly, I was thinking about that the other day. I like went to ring one of my friends, and then I was like, "Hang on a minute, do people just like call people up anymore? Like, can I really just ring this person up?" And also, I'm too old to do like voice messages because, like, my. <laughs> younger cousins and friends are sending me like voice messages all the time i'm like can you just text me please May i am so weird on the voice message i'm i like i do the voice message i listen to it and then i have to delete it straight away because <laughs> i get weird about it right pablo should be joining soon as well i'm just sending around some invites right here. How are you doing, mate? What's the time over where you are? Uh, for me, it's 4 p.m. 4 p.m., late afternoon. No, it's not late afternoon. Late afternoon is like 6 p.m. <laughs> what time do you normally finish work? Um, so that's an interesting question because I... It never finishes. <laughs> it never finishes. Uh, for sure and also um, I work in a very mostly distributed team so it depends <laughs> yeah absolutely no I know the one how how big is your team um, so the full product and team were about 30 now Holy so it's lead. still very small and um, and on the design team were four people like yeah four people or something like that four people on the design team yeah that is isn't it so crazy like when you think of a company you think about their design team i don't know if i'm i might be the only one that does this i always just think that there's like a massive design team but it's that but more likely than not as you say it's mostly like three four people well, there is a ratio between engineering and, and design. The issue is like if you've got too many designers, then the engineering team is going to get overwhelmed <laughs> with too much design. Well, it depends on like how, your, how slow your design process is, I guess. True, true, true. We've got Pabs in the room. Pablo has just Pablo entered the room. Is, you're on mute if you're speaking. <coughs> hello. Hola. Hey, hello. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
Good, good, good. Hold on. Are, are you in France? Is that a, a, a you yeah, said it's I 4 am. p.m. in France? I'm in France. Uh, hold on. Uh, well, I don't want to dox you or anything, but I've, are you like in, in Paris? That's all I know from France. Uh, no, I actually recently moved to the south of France. I live nice. my whole life uh, in Paris or near Paris. And a month ago, I moved to the south. And it feels like being in California or living in vacation all the time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you, when you say I, I moved to the south of France, I imagine like green fields, blue skies, cows, oh. a lot of great cheese. That's what I'm imagining. Is this is this a correct no. picture? No that, no. That, no, that would be like the center of France or maybe a little bit more up north, that kind of like thing you were describing. Where I'm living, uh, at the bottom of my building, there is a tramway that takes you to a beach. So, oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. So you're more like uh, close to the beach then. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And, and and that's why you're saying you you feel like you're in a constant yeah. vacation. Exactly. Makes life way much easier. Oh, I'm jealous. Are you near Nice? You anywhere near Nice? Uh, I should be around like four hours drive from Nice. I'm in a city called Montpellier. Um, and to be completely honest with you guys, I didn't know the city before I signed the lease. <laughs> I simply visited them <laughs> for like maybe two hours, visited an apartment and was like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> because the rent was exactly the same as what I was paying in Paris. Except in Paris, I have like um, a two-bedroom apartment, and here I have like three-bedroom and double the size in terrace outside. Incredible for the same price. For the same price, so I'm like, yeah. And the beach, so uh, that's that's a win. So it's a situation that that sounds pretty good. And I suppose you have like your. One of those rooms might be your office, your work area. Yeah, um, exactly. So I'm currently in my first ever home office. Uh, I've been working remotely for years, and this is the first time I have like my own room for that. And yeah, the other nice. room, the other like empty bedroom is my uh, partner gaming room actually. Oh my god, gaming rooms and office room. Yeah. That is great. Uh, hold on. So now uh, will be great if you describe your your office room. Like, uh, what do you have there to to be? Like, oh, this is this is a place for creativity. What what do you have there? Describe it. Oh, okay. So on one side, I've got my desk, uh, which uh, with a huge uh, screen. I am on a thirty-two inches uh, LG screen. <laughs> So it's massive. Um, there is a split screen uh, between my desk and like a chair because sometimes I like to take my meetings there. I feel like it's giving me a break instead of like constantly being on my desk. But the desk side of the room is uh, is mostly like just papers and and papers everywhere. <laughs> it's just a mess because I'm just taking notes all the time. Um, but it's a, it's a nice cocoon and the other part of the room is actually my kind of home gym. 
I have a treadmill and some weights there. I truly need to exercise uh, if I want to uh, not be anxious all the time. <laughs> nice. That's, so that's, that's my good. way. Yeah. That's cool. So hold on. You, you didn't say plans. You don't have any plans there? No, 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 like a green? Well, I just moved in. So in this room, oh. I don't have plans. Uh, but on the terrace, I've got like a few plants and in the living room, I, I do have plants. I do not touch them though, because they die instantly. Like, <laughs> I do. Just, just by touching them, they, they, they're like, okay, goodbye life. That's, yeah, that's, they're, okay. they're like, no, they, nah, nah, don't do that, please. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that, yeah, I, 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 I'm a big plan per I, I think uh the older you get the more plants you start to accumulate in your place and it's like i feel like in uh, five years from now uh it's going to be just me and the plants like and and i'm there's no going going to be no room for me to even walk around because the plants are going to take over that's that's i don't know <laughs> oh. have you seen that that uh, uh like that uh, like in the simpsons like you will see like oh like an like an old lady like with like cats and like going a little bit uh, uh yeah like, you I, I but like, with plants <laughs> I, I think it's exactly I, i'm that but with plants whereas like i'm going to be like ah yelling at people like ah get out of my porch <laughs> 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 throwing plants at everyone <laughs> yes uh, that's going to be me but uh uh that's so so cool that you have your space and uh yes. So creativity happens there naturally there just like uh you you have your space or do, Honestly, do you ever I think creativity happens everywhere uh you don't need like a specific room for this to happen like I could be on a train or I could be just like chilling and watching a TV show or uh having a drink with friends and and have an idea and that's probably why there's paper and notes everywhere um you can get ideas from basically everything if you're looking for it so you're a doodler you note things down a lot do you yeah i take a lot of notes uh it's it's so many notes this is ridiculous i Sometimes we'll be discussing a project and we're like, oh, let me check. I have a note from 2018 about this. <laughs> Just quickly skim through. That's so funny. So do you keep both paper notes and like, do you have any kind of like note-taking apps? I, uh, so I've been taking notes for so long that I used a note, uh, notes app from, from the Mac Save because it. like, yeah, it's, it's just there. It's on my phone. Uh, usually I will write down things on paper or post it, but then, uh, transcribe them on the note app. Otherwise I will forget about them. I also use the search feature a lot. Oh my god, that's exactly um, what I was going to say. Search yeah. in Notes is the best, and the fact that it syncs across like all of your cloud devices as well. Yes, this is so useful. Like this is probably my main design tool, and you cannot design anything in there. <laughs> um, yeah, 100%. I'm all about the Notes app. You were saying earlier about your um have like a different space in your office where you go and like take your meetings i think that's so important 
super important to like make sure that you're not just sat at your desk all day like mixing it up like taking your laptop and going to sit elsewhere I used to have yeah. a bean, what is your other space have you got like a bean bag is it just like uh it's just like a simple well it's a very comfortable chair uh not a bean bag or anything but just like a normal chair it's just like my cat is mostly spending his time there um <laughs> not today because it was kicked out of the room for for this talk <laughs> um but yeah i'm try to not stay in the room too much to describe my day usually i will just like exercise in the morning and do like everything you need to do for your personal life uh before lunch i will try to tackle a few planning things um for work and in the afternoon, so when it's around 8 or 9 a.m. in Pacific time, so where most of the, the meetings for our product are happening, I will do my meetings. And then after that, I will work. And I really enjoy working at night. Um, it's not very good for social life, but thank God there is a pandemic. <laughs> Um, so it also, like, I was stuck at home, so I changed my planning. Um, yeah, I, it gives me an excuse to just stay at home and do things differently uh, than just working during the day. Um, and I must admit that it was also very difficult. Uh, and this is why I needed to move to another place. Because doing this for a few weeks at the beginning of the lockdowns and everything was okay, I guess. Um, but over time, it really impacted my uh, mental health. Um, the the working at night? The, just like being stuck all the time and oh, seeing like the news and, and not having like space. I, I was in a tiny like very small apartment uh, during the first lockdown. Um, I was working from a, not a bed, but a mattress on the floor. <laughs> and I'd spent like eight weeks on this. So it was like very difficult. Um, but yeah, I had to be patient. And at least I was not sick and my family and friends were, were fine. So uh, at least that's a good thing. Um, but I'm glad that I made the decision to have like more space and not live in such an expensive city so I can have a better lifestyle. 100%. I think we're going to start to see more and more of that. I think that the pandemic, when it starts to like finally come to a close hopefully within the next like year or two maybe um start to see like a lot of people moving out of the cities I mean you remember like way back when it started to happen like San Francisco New York London like everyone was bailing because you know everyone's jobs were becoming um you know just over zoom and it allowed everyone to kind of have that realization that like, oh, I don't actually need to be in a specific location anymore. But Julie, you've been remote for like 
way before the pandemic, right? You've been remote for, for how long? Uh, I started in 2015, so uh, six years, something like that. Absolute remote pioneer over here. But, yeah, I, I didn't call this like working remote. It was mostly working from my couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that was the truth, like just like working from my couch and having like very weird uh, work hours because I was working for a company uh, based in San Francisco. So it was like at home every night working. And yeah, I enjoyed that lifestyle because I was able to get out and during the day and meet with my friends and do a lot of things. But um, now it's a little bit different. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, uh, Julie, I, I wanted to like, uh, um, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm really curious about you working in Product Hunt uh, for, for so long and having worked in Product Hunt for so long, I, you must be really like in touch and aware of the type of users and, and the people who, who are there. And I see, I don't know, I see the Product Hunt uh, people as like, it's full of hackers and DIY oriented people and no coders and just creative people. And I, I wanted to know like, uh, what are some of the uh, traits that you have found in people in, in this community and that like, I, I, I don't know if you will call it the maker community. Uh, how, how will you describe these people? Yeah, I think I would call them the maker community. Um, I so I don't know how I would. There are like so many different type of makers. It's very difficult to just like give you one persona and say makers do this and that this way. Um, what I've seen is that there are like students that are still in high school building things. And this is like their first uh, time experience, like building something and launching. And I want them to have like the best experience and not be discouraged after they do that. They're like people who've been working in tech for years and they're working on a side project because uh, they want to do something for themselves. They're like companies working on huge projects with like dozen or like hundreds of makers on that particular product so they're like so many different types of makers um it's a bit complex but they are all there for one thing and it's to get visibility on their project and support and um and i guess our role at product is to make sure that they get that in a very positive way that keeps them going and motivated um gotcha so so you would say like most of the people motivation is just like uh uh like in the maker i, I mean at least on, on the on the people in product that's just visibility would you like in, but i, I suppose I, like it's just in product hunt that might be it but I, how will you describe their motivations just to starting the project and to uh to going in that route where it's like hey my side project i'm going to put it in front of everyone and and here's my thing well, I I cannot be in their mind. Like there are so many different things. The fun thing is that I ended up on like my 
one of my side projects back in 2014 ended up on product hunt and I didn't post it myself. I simply wanted to, um, well, I wanted to have something to show in my portfolio that was not uh, work-related. I wanted like to have full ownership on a project. So I worked with a friend and this friend needed a project for his own portfolio. So we worked together on this. Someone entered it. And I guess it gave me, um, you know, a way to feel encouraged by other people that should keep going what I was doing. Um, And at the time, I was a bit lost. Uh, And to be honest, I was going to be leaving tech. I felt like very discouraged by the tech industry at the time. So it was a good thing for me to feel like, okay, there are good people here that can like support me and encourage me and be positive. And I, I'm seeing other people like building things and, and doing that by themselves or with companies. And there are companies that seem very fine. So I will keep going and, and working in tech and we'll see how it goes. Um, I've discussed with like 15 years old building and launching their project because they wanted to prove to their parents or to their teachers that they could do things like that and nobody believed in them. Um, I've seen people uh, complete change career and go from marketing to coding an entire thing by themselves just to launch and just to prove to themselves they can do that. So the visibility is like one parameter, but I guess... What's important is like you are showing what you're capable of. So that's the part of the visibility. And what you get back is encouragement that you can keep doing it. A lot of people are looking for approbation and like validation that they should do something. Um, and sometimes product and, the product and community is that signal that tells you, yes, you're doing this and this is great. Just keep going. Um, so yeah, does that answer the question? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Thank you, Julie. And, and can, can you, can you tell us what was that side project? The one that you, uh, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) that was a stupid idea. (laughs) That was completely stupid. So it was a camera app for concerts. I was at a show one night and I was like, Everyone is recording with their phone. And I have the, I have the worst attention span. So if I see a screen, I will look at it instead of watching the musician like play and, and do that thing. And I was like, the problem is that I'm very attracted to watching through the screen of that <laughs> random person. But if they just add like lower luminosity on their uh, on their phone, then I would not be this distracted. So we simply worked on a camera app that was for concert only with like super low luminosity with a layer above it. So it would not disturb people behind you when you're taking picture or recording uh, during a show. That was a stupid idea. <laughs> no way, smart. Honestly, I think that's probably one of the worst things about going out to events these days. It's like, as you say, 
you're trying to watch the show and all you can see is like a sea of people's phones in there. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. That's a lot of um you see a lot of events now actually like well, especially like clubs, maybe less like music concerts, but actually like banning phones. So they'll actually like take phones off of people before yeah. going in. But mate, I think that is a fantastic idea. So did you did you actually launch that or was it Yeah. So we built that like in four weeks or something. And uh I wanted to live like, a nice case study for my website at the time so i even like we even got in contact with like a concert hall in paris and we had like this i don't remember the name but uh we had this like canadian band that was touring in france that did our launch party (laughs) that was huge because we had like no budget like we did that with like absolutely no money (laughs) Um, so we did uh, branding, we did a video, like a friend um, who is now uh, like video director or whatever, he's doing like commercial for like huge brand, filmed a uh, teaser video for the app. And we, we pretended to be like students, so we got access to a roof on a building in Paris so we could shoot during the sunset. That was like... That was something we did. Like we we ran with this, thinking like we have no money. There is no boss behind us. We're just gonna do this thing, and uh, we will see what it and like what it end up look like, looking like. And we launched it, and um, someone answered it on product, and I got like super scared. I was like, I'm not ready. And that was actually a good lesson that you will never truly be ready to launch. And sometimes it's best to have someone like post and share and it go it goes viral without you controlling it. And yeah. so um, the app launched in a few weeks, like six weeks or eight weeks, we had 35,000 users. <laughs> Incredible. And brilliant. I was completely panicking. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this was just a project for my portfolio. This is going too far. (laughs) I didn't didn't expect it to go this far. That's so funny. I, yeah, that was, that was too much for me. I know. Yeah. I do know what you mean though. It's so funny where you kind of like put something out and you're like, just, experimenting I guess as you say you were building something for your portfolio and then bang all of a sudden it's exploding yeah and, for, uh, I, the truth is like I thought I would be presenting this like in job interviews <laughs> 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 I ended up like presenting this at Google Paris for an event <laughs> and I was like super scared and um I was like, I'm, I'm not meant to be pitching on a, like, on a stage. I don't know how to do that. Oh, my God. Um, and yeah. project turning, turning into a pitch project. Turning so into getting fired, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, so when was this then? That was in um, mid 2014. And so at the time I was working at a startup and... Um, and yeah. Um... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the, 
hang on. So you you launch you launch this side project, and the company that you're working for at the time, what they they saw it and they were like, Julie, what's well, what's what's happening over here? Uh, it's not really like that. So when I was hired, they knew, they knew about the side project, but there was a change in like CEOs and uh, the new CEO knew about the side project, but he didn't know about like obviously I was not expecting it to become this huge um and basically they were worried that I would be not like spending enough time working on the company instead of my side project which makes sense because it was very overwhelming um but I didn't like that was just a side project I didn't want to work with. <laughs> oh I was God. like, so, I'm done with this. Like so this what, is this is it. So what happened? So what was the conversation like then? Um uh, well that's an interesting conversation because the, we didn't discuss the side project. Uh the reason I was told that uh would be let go was uh, so that's uh, sexism in tech 101 <laughs> welcome to my TED talk uh, <laughs> uh, the CEO told me that there was no uh, magic between us oh my lord oh my god I'm, crin- I'm cringing oh um, god and so that was the end of it um, I guess, yeah, there was no magic between us and we stopped working together and um, I was really upset to be to be honest with you. I was like, what, what does that mean? Like, what is this magic you were talking about? This um, guy is just obviously an awful person. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I'm not even sure he's an awful person. I think it's just like, it's very clumsy the way he said that i'm not sure you understand what it could be interpreted <laughs> um but yeah it's not like i've been in tech for like 15 years plus now i've heard a lot of different things um this one time i lost my job because a lack of magic um which is very annoying because I wanted to be a witch when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I it didn't get like the career I wanted. Oh, that is so good. That's so good. But s- seriously, um, yeah, those kind of stories are always really they're difficult to they're difficult to hear, especially you know as you were saying that you went through a period where you kind of decided that you wanted to leave tech um but so so what happened then so you you leave this company um what what was your what was your journey like with um finding product hunt and well um so i got fired and i started contracting for different companies uh based outside of france because it's almost like i'm not working for a french company ever again i'm done um and i ended up contracting for 
a design studio called TM and Parton was one of their clients. Um, so I started working for product and indirectly through the studio and I've been like I've been in love with the community and I was a maker I was hunted and um, yeah I simple I've been there forever now <laughs> that's so incredible so this studio that you were working at was that like a product studio or that was a product design studio, yeah. And, and whereabouts was that, sorry? Can you repeat the question? Whereabouts were you at the studio? Was that, so that wasn't in France? No, the studio was based in San Francisco. Uh, and I was working from France. I visited sometimes. Um, and yeah, I was working remotely. Uh, just after I got fired from because of the site project and the magic and things like that I started working remotely this is this is what I love about those kind of like when you've had a bad experience you know like closed doors other doors open and like obviously that was a awful experience to have but then to like have have this experience as you were saying working with um product hunt like some sometimes in tech i mean everyone gets those like awful days where it's just like what is going on i want to leave tech like 100 percent have had that same feeling too um but as you say like sometimes it takes those kind of things yes like, definitely when, like so you, sometimes you need like to be pushed a little bit mm-hmm. um I would never have thought that I could work remotely for a company so far away. Um, yeah, like I, I was put in a corner and I, I was, I had nothing to lose. So I just tried that. Yeah. And that's the best thing that ever happened to me. So. Yeah, and honestly, I'm so glad that you're around because you're a massive inspiration to everyone in the community. I, I love seeing all your posts and and how you are with everyone. So super glad that you decided to stick around. And and, and talking about that inspiration that that you give, uh, uh, Julie, I've seen that you have uh, served like uh, as a mentor. Uh, yeah being women grow in their careers and in design uh can can you tell us more about that oh yeah so i accidentally started mentoring not women but like younger designer uh, at the beginning of my career uh in france because there were absolutely no product designer at the time uh so i started like just reviewing work and things like that for like first designers at startups. And uh, more recently, I've been working with um, several women uh, in design. I was going to say it in French. I'm sorry. No, say it in French too. Femme dans le design. I'm, no, I'm talking in French with, with not a French accent. So this is really weird to switch context. Um, so yeah, I've been like helping uh, 
younger women in tech uh, and in design positions, so researchers and designers uh, with their, it's not with their design problem, because honestly, they are amazing. They are doing like a great job. They don't really need help on, on the product or on the design things. They need help in how to manage their way in this industry um, because it's a lot of interaction with other people that could be users, that could be uh, managers or uh, people at the same level as them and they are sometimes treated a little bit differently or they're overlooked or People just think that they're not as good as they are. And all of them, all of the, those women I've been working with, they proved that they are like amazing uh, designers or researchers or product person. Um, so we're mostly working on like managing relationship uh, inside of a company or inside a team than like working on design stuff. Um, they don't need help on, on this. They're like, just great. And I think a lot of designer, uh, no matter their gender, are the same way. They're like extremely good at what they do. And the most difficult part is presenting the work or defending their ideas or speaking up or sometimes just like speaking less to let other uh, within the team agree with their ideas without feeling pushed uh, it's a lot of relationship advice uh, in a way that's really and, cool and, and what is the kind of advice you, 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 you give uh, people like uh, in these situations what are the I don't know like a, how, how do you mentor them what is, do you have uh, some, something maybe a, a Maybe even for me. <laughs> uh, what What is some advice that you usually give? Well, I guess it depends on the situation. Uh, we do that quite often, like maybe twice a month or something like that, just to talk about like the current situation at work. And uh, quite like to be transparent with you, I also have a leadership coach and um I do the same thing with this person. I talk about what's going on at work and they help me with, with the situation. They're not like teaching me how to manage people or to design stuff. They're teaching me how to navigate like current situation and problems. And I guess I'm replicating my session with my coach, with my mentees. I'm just like asking them what's going on, what happened since last time, and we're trying to figure out a solution. And I'm mostly there to remind them that they are good at what they do. They need support. Like there is not enough um, credit given to designers uh, in general. And sometimes it's just like you are you know, you are in the middle of the product development process. Like there are people thinking about the product strategy. There are people thinking about the planning and things like that. And you are in the middle of it. You are not the last piece because then the engineering team is going to 
take your work and implement it and then you're gonna have product marketing launch it and many different steps and you are just like in the middle of it and sometimes they're completely forgotten and um and it impacts uh it impacts their confidence and they just need to be reminded that they are doing a great job and all of you should be reminded that you're doing a great job um and yeah i guess this is the main issue that people have is uh they're not being told that they're doing great like great is just a normal and yeah nobody like congratulates you about normal things yeah it's a uh, uh, i i think uh it's something like a good reminder for all of us right where it's like a if uh you're seeing something that is doing something good well uh, tell them you appreciate what they just did right and 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 communicate that send them a slack message and just like or even just like like if they share something on a slack channel And then this is the worst feeling, by the way, whenever you share an idea or you share something like, hey, you just finished a prototype and you share it and nobody even gives you an emoji on a Slack. Oh, my God, it's the worst. Like half an hour later and nobody has even put just like an emoji. It's like, oh, my God, what did I do? It's because you're not on the product and Slack channel. Because there are emojis everywhere. Like emojis everywhere. Uh, but, But yeah. Yeah, I yeah, see you, Gabe. I, and so one of my teammates is in is is in the room, and he's probably like sending so many emojis on Slack. Yeah, those those emojis, like they they even when they they look small and everything, they they have an impact yeah. on the. Person. You know, just like oh, I, it's just like oh, look, I I, I got a, a fire emoji that 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 means something, and we all need that. You know, like a, that little, hey, good job, like a like validation that uh, uh, that what you're doing matters, right? And so like kind of a, maybe Julie, would you say homework for all of us? Just like, hey, go over there and appreciate the work of others. Yeah, like just force you to say thank you to people and great job when they're doing great job. And like the more you encourage people, the best work they do. And it's just like, positive reinforcement and they will do good um, what, what about when they're not doing a great job how, how, how do you tell them that they're like you suck how, how do you well that? you don't say that <laughs> i mean you also have to like yo yo you gotta do better man what's going on yeah like, but I, then in the situation like just be just be honest don't be like hey, you suck uh do something and fix it uh, um simply but, uh, say like Okay, those things we can improve on. Would you like me to help with this or that? Or do you feel like you can do it yourself? Do you see what's the issue here? The, like nobody can fix a problem if they don't understand or see the problem at all. So sometimes you need to point that, that to them. Um, and... I don't know, like usually they take that well, <laughs> or maybe I don't, I am not aware. And they're just like insulting me in secret. I don't know. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they take well when, when we tell them like, Hey, you did, uh, it, it doesn't seem like you can do it or can you do it? I can do it for you. 
to do it, uh, I'll do it. Well, I don't know why they will feel better. <laughs> I, no, I, but uh, I, 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 I get you. I, I was really, I, when I was younger, yeah. uh, I could get like very upset about getting feedback telling me like you didn't do this right or you should be doing things differently. Um, I was the worst. <laughs> I will not lie about this. I was terrible. I am. I have like anxiety issue and like temperamental. Wow, what? impossible to say this word. I have a bad temper. Uh, that's all I will say. But it doesn't mean that if I can get feedback, I think everyone can. Um, and what I want to say is you're like, don't tell that you will do their job for them. Just say that you can help them achieve like the result they, they want and that you are here uh, to help them succeed. That's the most difficult part is that sometimes people will think that you're giving feedback because you were against them. Um, it's not in my interest to give feedback to people on my team and be uh, like, you, you suck, uh, I will do it myself because if I do, then I will not have the time to enjoy my new terrace. So that's not interesting. <laughs> sorry. You, how, how do you, sorry, I, I, I want to dig deeper into like how you have gotten better at receiving feedback because I think uh, that's, that's true, right? I, I, that's something that I struggle with when I get feedback. I, I can get defensive and I can be like, yo, you don't understand design. Who are you? Like, uh, so like how, how do you improve on that? And well, I don't think this is like one thing you can, like you cannot only improve in receiving feedback. This is like a more global work you have to do on yourself. I, I've been vocal about it, but I, I went to therapy and, um, this has helped me understand myself a little bit better, not just a little bit, like so much better. And also helped me um, understand that I have reactions sometimes that come from my background or history. And I don't have to um, be like suffer from it. I don't have to be victim of it. I can take control back and decide on how I react to um, to feedback or to events. And sometimes I will, I will be honest, it's difficult. Sometimes I feel completely overwhelmed and I lack control, and and this is difficult. And being remote is uh, actually very good for myself and for my mental health because it gives me the space to. Just like take a walk, uh, breathe a little bit, and um, and not react directly. Um, so my advice to you is like if you have difficulties receiving feedback, uh, just ask yourself why and maybe try to understand where this is coming from. I don't know where it's coming from. For me personally, I think I've always been like very defensive uh, because 
because like I grew up like that. I was told a lot of, no, you cannot do this. We cannot do that. This is not for us. Uh, we don't have the means or this is not like you're not a good enough student to do this thing or that. And so I had like so many limits that I tried to push. And every time I got feedback that got, it felt like it got in my way. And so I was like pushing back saying like, no, I had to fight to be here and I will fight you to keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think it, it like for me too, it's like kind of like a work in progress. And I, I, I don't know, like I, 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 lately I've been trying to improve like how to deal with uh, just like with criticism, you know, like, because like, I mean, it sucks, right? It's just like when you get negative feedback, it's just like you take it, you get yeah, defensive but... and you, you're like, come with me. <laughs> and I think one of the problems that I, I have is that I, I jump to conclusions instead of asking for questions yeah. and for clarifications. I, I just like jump to conclusions where it's like, say, oh, they're, they're just like uh, being negative or like, instead of asking, why are they thinking that? And I don't know, like uh, what I'm trying to do at least on my side is just like, I see like criticism, just like as a, as cliches, it sounds like as like an opportunity to learn, you know, if, if, even if it's not delivered like in the best way. Uh, and, and, and also uh, something that I, that I realized is that when people are giving you their feedback, they're actually telling telling more about themselves and how they think and what what is in their heads. So it's like if you start seeing it, that was like oh, like more in like in in a in a curious way, where it's like a, driven by curiosity, where it's like oh, hold on, like why are you giving that feedback? Or what is what is deeper in that feedback that um that I want to know? So, but but at the same time, you gotta keep your emotions in check, you know, because like, I, again, like it can feel personal. Uh, and, and, and yeah, like, I, I don't know. And <laughs> so like, just like listen, right. And ask questions and, and be optimistic and, and, and just like not jump to conclusions. Obviously if you can ask like question and follow up uh, from the criticism you get, then sure. Like if it's like an open conversation, but I know that, you or Pablo also have like received like feedback and criticism that were not like open conversation. Um, and I know that a lot of people in this room and makers also like sometimes they just like feel attacked and those are not feedback. Feedback are something that you can work on and use to improve your work or your um, yourself. Sometimes it's just like people using Twitter or the internet just like to, I don't know. Vent. <laughs> yeah, vent. Or just like they need to be aggressive to someone. So they will use Twitter to tell you that they don't like you yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, it, unsolicited feedback. It's like the number one thing becoming a designer that you have to just ignore. I think like everything that you were saying then, Julie, like totally resonates with me. And as you were saying it, I was thinking like one of the things that I've learned recently is that like 
getting feedback number one you have to learn to actually really love it right especially when you're like in the process of um actually gathering feedback so unsolicited feedback for me i'm just like just park it over there like don't even don't let it enter your thoughts too much but when you're actually asking for feedback something that i've been doing recently is i ask specifically for like certain pieces of feedback i'm like this is the feedback that i'm looking for and actually i'm not looking for feedback on x y and z and that kind of allows you to kind of you know set set yourself up for success in terms of the feedback that you want versus the feedback that you're actually not looking for that's super interesting i like the idea of like sandboxing your feedback and like you request feedback on this precisely and not like on general like for example when i'm launching something i don't want to have like feedback on my haircut that has <laughs> nothing to do with the product um it's just like i i don't need like criticism on my person um or on the state of the world or things like that i'm like i wish i had this much responsibility and power but i cannot do much about things outside of product and design or maybe like community stuff um, and myself. So sandboxing feedback seems like super interesting. This is actually uh, like something that we're looking for on, on product end. I guess it's a little bit like on the Dribble community, you know, you can request feedback or not. Um, on product, it's a little bit dif difficult because like those products just launched. And so most people have not tested them yet and they can like criticize and give you feedback. But it's not like real feedback. They didn't test your product yet. Uh, they're just like having a glimpse of it and reacting to it. And feedback requires not a reaction, but like a really long, tough process and understanding what are the goals of this person and of the product before you can tell anything. Um, I, I know, yeah. I'm going to disagree. I don't know. Uh, sorry, like, I I mean, I, I, I think I, I agree that there's always noise and that there's always uh, uh, people who will uh, just, like, uh, uh, say things in, in, in not in the best way and also uh, without a lot of... Uh, I don't know, without a lot of thought behind it. But also, I, I would say that if you, like, sandbox, like, uh, as we're calling it, like, then you're just, like, looking for confirmation. Then you're just, like, looking for, like, confirmation on the thing that you already think. And and I don't know. For me, it's, like, I... That's I, interesting. You will, you will hear me, maybe, in the beginning, be a little bit defensive. You know, it's like, A, when, when someone is... Uh, giving me feedback and, and that, that in the moment I might see as, as negative and might not be said in the best way, I will be defensive. Yeah. In the, in the, in the first, but that would actually make me think. And I, I don't know, like I've noticed that I've, I've gotten a little bit better and I will invite others to just like be open to hear things. And then, because like, if you're open, then you might be open to hear ideas that you hadn't considered. And, and, and in a way, like, I don't know, for example, like you're right. Like, a. a like lately, <laughs> I, I, I went uh, through like a really 
tough uh, 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 circumstance in which uh, people were really mad. Like, actually, like a, we just launched something and people were mad about something that happened. Uh, it would have been really easy for me to just dismiss the feedback and, and to dismiss the criticism and say, like, no, nah, no, nah, you guys are crazy. Uh, and, and But no, like, uh, if, if they were saying all of this, it's because they cared and because they, they were coming from a place of, like, hey, you need to do something. And, yeah, like, I'm not not here to defend the abusive uh, commentaries or the abusive people saying, like, uh, like actually, like, like people like actually being uh, saying really hateful stuff, like not defending those, but like some people will be mad and, 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 and they were expressing what they were saying and, and uh, because they cared. So I don't know, like I, after like everything, I, I, I want to be thankful for that because like it, it is easy. It, it might not be easy for them to, to give that feedback. So like, I, I, I see it as a, as a gift you know, that they're giving you because they are like expressing something. They're putting themselves out there and they're putting themselves out there in front of you, telling you what could be better. And and I think uh, if if you sandbox uh, yourself, then you're not going to change and you're always going to be doing the same and you're not going to evolve. Uh, so I don't know. It, it's again, I, I, this is like super interesting. Um, I... I, I think the the idea for sandboxing and like I'm not sent into it and what Charles was saying also that sometimes you're not ready or you're not in a good space to receive that feedback and um, you don't know where like what people are living in their personal life at the same time uh, but I understand that and you particularly Pablo you receive like a lot of criticism on certain of the products you've launched. So I I don't know, like, how did you react to that? And um, how did you protect yourself from, from this? I'm curious. Well, I, I got pretty depressed <laughs> because it, 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 it sucks. More when you're you're out there and, like, people that you admire and people who you look up to like suddenly are i i, I think i i know what you're referring to and, and maybe that's it and then they 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 publicly talk poop about you and what you're doing so yeah that sucks but at the same time i i again i i tried after like all the emotions and everything i tried to say see it as a hey you know what as, there's an opportunity here and there's a uh, if, if people are are sharing this, it's because of something, uh, and also that can motivate you to like, okay, that if people are really passionate about this, and and people are willing to just like express this anger or this uh, this emotions, uh, that means because the people are caring about this. So there's an opportunity here. So again, uh, trying to see it as a gift and, and trying to to be open to that uh, negative feedback, even when it's not said in the best way, uh, can can actually lead you to to a different place where, like, you grow and you learn, you know? And uh, it, it sucks. I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, just, like, take it and, and you're going to be fine. No, it sucks. It's, it's the worst. Uh, but, like, I suppose, like, I'm, I'm also just, like, old. So I... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I've gotten so so much crap in my life that I like you start getting a little bit more resistant to to it, right? And uh, so like it's also just a matter of like you were you were actually even mentioning, right? When you were younger, like take the yeah. the feedback you were taking like it would cause more harm, right? And and I think it's also just like a matter of patience also with yourself where it's like, "Hey, you're going to get a lot of shit throughout your life and but you're going to get better at it." Uh like every shit you get like makes you stronger. Like again, as cliché as that sounds, uh but it 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 really does. Uh so I I don't know. I'm old too, so I can take it sometimes, I guess. Okay. I I see your point of view. I I'm also like coming from a different perspective where I'm like trying to product, like if I can product some people from receiving brutal feedback when they're not uh, in a space where they can receive them, like if they're already like feeling super bad about like something, something else. And I, um, Charles asked me to do this talk, like maybe a week earlier, if I remember correctly, Charles. And I think I told you like, I'm not in the right uh, mind space to to do this I am not feeling good and in a week like that uh, if I had received like insults or very bad feedback on something I would have probably collapsed on myself so this is coming from this place where I'm like sometimes um People need to learn how to give feedback and people need to learn how to receive feedback. But sometimes uh, this is not the time to do that. And you might want to hold on and receive that later when you're in a, uh, a state where you can actually receive it and grow from, from it. Um, so I'm trying to find solution to this. Um, yeah. I really love that, Judy. And I think that that's, that's such a great learning there, of like understanding yourself and thinking like, what what do I want to do here? Like, is this going to be the best thing for me to do? And I think sometimes it's quite hard to actually look inward and think about those things. Um, so I totally agree, like taking a step back from things sometimes and just taking a break. If you're just like, I cannot do this today. You know, I do, I, I definitely do that a lot. Like th throughout the week, sometimes if I'm like, look, I'm working with something or working on something with someone and I'm really struggling. A lot of the times I just put my hands up and, and just say like, I'm actually really struggling with this right now. I'm going to go take a break. <laughs> I'm going to go take a walk, get some food, something just like to get out of that headspace. Um, and I really love the fact that like I, I'm seeing people talk about this more and more and more. And, and I think that it's super important that like none of us are alone in feeling like this. And th that's why I love this community so much and like speaking to everyone and hearing everyone's um, thoughts and perspectives on, on, on these particular subjects, because we're all there. We're all experiencing these things together. And I think that the more that we can have these open conversations and, and ways in which we can like combat combat those kind of issues together and as individuals is like you know super important super important to like um make that a make that an important thing within the industry so really yeah. appreciate really appreciate um 
hearing it, all of your I think there's words there. There is room to make mistake and to be forgiven and to grow and learn and to give and receive feedback. Um, but we're all humans and we also need to take care of ourselves first uh, before we're doing all of this work. And that is it right there, the, the pro tip. Always put yourself first. Make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. Um, and yeah. we absolutely didn't talk about design. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all. I, I'm glad actually. Like, I don't know. Like, it, this this has been really insightful. And and Julie, thank you so much for. I don't know, like, uh, what what you were saying, just like, uh, uh first on um, um, being honest with us, just like, hey, I'm not ready right now, and 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 just like. Uh, and delaying, uh, well, I don't know if delay, but uh, just like moving the date for a, a little bit, and and just like making yourself ready for 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 this. This is uh, you're you're being vulnerable, and and and, and I don't know, like uh, putting yourself in, in front of everyone. So I, I thank you for that, and uh, uh, yeah, this and no, we didn't talk a lot about design. I, I was actually going to ask you, uh, maybe just like last one uh, before, because I know that we're out of time now, but you mentioned that you have a gaming room with, uh, or I don't know if it's just your boyfriend's, but I know that you also play games. So I, I wanted to know what uh, what games are you playing uh, right now? Oh my God. Well, I've not been playing since I, well, I didn't play at all this year because I was stupid enough to have to, to take too much work on. But, um, so the gaming room right now, is only for my boyfriend he's like fully enjoying it there are uh, led everywhere <laughs> it's very colorful uh but my gaming computer is just behind me uh in my office and we still need to plug in and okay nobody makes fun of me but i've been playing a game that launched last year that's called genshin impact um that's probably not the best game, but I really like it. I enjoy it. It feels like I'm not in real life and I'm just escaping from reality. And uh, yeah, I really enjoy that. Love that. Uh, hold on. Can you repeat the, the name again? Uh, I, I didn't get it. It's Genshin Impact. Okay. Okay. And what kind of game is it? So it's... <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, it's, like, it's not like you're embarrassed to say this. <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit because this is uh, one of those games where you can pay to win. Uh, and I'm trying to play fair and not like pay to get the cards and <laughs> things like that. But this is an adventure game. Uh, it's made by a Chinese company. The design is like very cute and um it actually i like it because it reminds me of a game i used to play when i was a teenager and the, the game was ragnar online I, for only old schoolers gamer here uh, to know but i really enjoy it so you've got like several uh, characters in like you can play several characters you've got a team they all have like different parts the design is super nice uh, the music is cool. The story is okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. Like, it's very different from what I do from, like, on a daily basis. So it's a great break for me. That's 
that's awesome. And I, and I think I understand. I, 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 I do this, but uh, with like Netflix shows, when I need to just like, okay, I need to not think. I need something that I know is not the best, but for my state of mind, it's going to be better. Like I've been watching, well, now I finished it and I need to, I need more episodes. It's the uh, Nailed It, the, the show where they make, I don't know if you've seen it, it's just like they make cakes. Uh, and they make, oh my God, they, they make the most horrible cakes. And, <laughs> and it's and it's just, I don't know. You know what it, what it, it might be? That is, they, they make such bad cakes that it make, makes me feel good about myself. Or it's like, wow, look at these people making these horrible cakes. I will never do that. I would do it much better than them. So I, I think it's a, it's a little bit of that, you know, like uh, my ego just like gets... Uh, 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 it gets full up again, where it's like, oh, yes, yes, I feel better about myself. I, I don't know, which and, is very different from what you're mentioning, by the way. It's about, and and the question for me now is like, do you bake cake yeah. now? Mate, we need to see a cake. We need to see a pap. Like <laughs> that, that's the worst part. No, I don't bake cakes. And I still feel like I would, I would, like, I would never do that. I would do much better. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's something about like seeing people try their best and then come up with something that is just horrible that is so like addictive there's like yeah i i i i want to keep watching this it's uh i think there's a there's a a a word in spanish called morbo and and i think it's that i don't know how to translate it that but it's like just like seeing other people failing or seeing other people like uh like suffering and, and, and like uh, getting pleasure out of that, which I know sounds horrible. It uh, sounds but, horrible. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like all those singing shows, you know, like uh, the like the uh, America's Got Talent and all that stuff. The best parts are when you see people who are just like doing the worst. The worst. <laughs> those I, are the best I parts. I can't. I can't watch this. I feel like so bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're right. I, sometimes it's just like the crunch is so bad that you have to like just like get away from there. Uh, but I don't know. Like I, I think uh, <laughs> this, at least on this show, they they put it in a really fun way, where it's like it's it's people having fun. It's not like making fun of them. It's actually having fun while they are doing the the worst cakes in the world. Uh, and and I, I enjoy that because it has a really positive vibe to it. It's like I, I'm, you need I'm just to post this, uh, you need to post this show. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. it's nailed it. it it's on nailed Netflix. It. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. And and actually, I think they had made like they they saw that it was successful. I was like, okay, let's do nailed it Mexico. Let's do nailed it <laughs> Australia. And let's do. But I would say I watched the, it, it, like the Mexico one. It wasn't as great, like because the American one, uh, like the host is the best. She has such a positive energy, and she's so cool, and she just like, w the worst case, she will always find something good to say. You know, she will always be like, oh, you tried your best, <laughs> you know? It is like, that's a person that gives good feedback. Even when it's the, uh, uh, bad feedback, she will like, uh, make the other person feel good about about their crappy cake. Uh, so, yeah. Maybe this is the way to do it, like, yeah. just be positive even if the cake is terrible. <laughs> yes, you're you're right. Yeah, it's we, an we, opportunity oh. to make a better cake. You can only go up from there. You are correct. Yes, uh, Julie. Well, I know we're a tiny little bit over time, but have you got time for a few questions? Maybe. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a scary thing where we open open the room up to the internet, and people can just come and start 
saying things to us, which is always fun, right? I'm trying to figure out how I actually open up the room. I'm still trying to figure out this spaces stuff. Yeah. Um, invite speakers. How do I open up the room? Uh, I think can people just like raise their hands? Is, is, I, I feel like I'm doing like, uh, sometimes I get confused between this and Clubhouse. So maybe uh, I'm using terminology from Clubhouse. Well, I think it depends on what um, settings you have in the room. I, I think you have, you can request. That, that's, I think that's the word. Oh my God, we've like, got a request. We have you... a request. Don Lemon Pepper is here. Don Lemon Pepper. Yes, have, hi, how are you guys? Just uh, we, testing out the mics for you. Yes. So if the person sends a request, you can then grant the request. But until they send the request, it's like a consensual thing. Yes. But mm -hmm. I swear there used to be a thing where you had like, I think you could change the thing. Over time. Yeah, they must. Some people I, didn't want to be on mic. I like it. Don Lemon Pepper. Is that your yeah. real name? No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your name? Uh, I go by SD. Sorry, there's SD. a truck back there. It's okay. SD. SD, SD, mm -hmm. fire your question away at Julie. I'm sorry? Fire your question away. What is your question? Oh, I don't have a question. I was just trying to help. <laughs> She's just, just coming in for a chat. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, saving me. Hope I didn't waste anyone's time. But, no, uh, not at all. No, 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 I love it. Mate, you, you came in, you dropped, some, uh, you dropped some wisdom on us. <laughs> we all know how to use spaces a little bit better. Are you sure nice. you don't have a question, though? No, not at all. I just like sitting in. If I have a question, I'll let you know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, anyone else who wants to... Uh, There's uh, no... We need some requests. Yeah, come, come on. on. People. Let's request five, four, three, three, two, one. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm I think uh, ask a question unless you've got a question, Pablo. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, uh, I, I give you the honors, Mr. Charles. Actually, do you know what? In the time that we have been discussing who has got a question, Timo has grabs the mic timo how's it going have you got a question timo uh uh i think uh we can we cannot hear you can you oh me no you there can you hear me yes great um yeah i actually pressed it accidentally um, but I still have a question. Um, I love it, mate. Yes, the accidental press, but he's here. Thank you so much, Timo. Go far away. What is your question? Yeah, because you basically said before that you try to filter out specific questions. Uh, I'm certainly not like a um, super designer, more like on the developer side. But uh, um, how do you deal with design changes that come uh, at a later point um, with kind of like finished designs, let's say like there's like some technical issues and then you need to, uh, developers make you like aware that there's like some, some sort of issue. How do you normally deal with that? Um, do you get angry with that or? Oh no, I never get angry with that because uh, 
for me, we're part of a team. We're trying to achieve something. And if we cannot do what was initially designed, we need to find a solution. That's my job to make it work. So usually I will work directly with the engineer to try and find what we can do and the easiest way possible to do it. Um, so sometimes like we have very complex design made and we end up like doing a deleted version of it or simply killing features or removing things because they cannot work or the investment is not um, is not worth it. So just like this is not a fight. This should never be a fight between designer and engineers. That's a collaboration. Um, so I will never get angry at an engineer telling me we cannot do this. Let's find a solution. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree on that. Uh, but sometimes there are just some long-lasting discussions. Uh, for example, what I'm seeing, like a lot of designer tools uh, using like this um, predefined iOS styles. And, yeah. Um, sometimes you have like more Android platform agnostic designs. Um, do you use like some sort of um, design system for that to solve these issues? Well, I, well, I um, usually I prefer that we use nat native stuff for that are linked to the platform. Uh, so I don't think I ever were in a situation where I used something that was specifically for a platform like iOS and ask anyone to pad that somewhere else. Um, I, I don't think I've ever encountered that situation, but I know that sometimes uh, designers use like libraries and reuse things that are, they, they find cool and put them in situations that are not uh, ideal for, for that. And that's extra work. And that's like, you should be able to flag this and say, can we find a solution to that like specific component so we can switch to something else? Um, that should not be an issue. If you're working with someone who's like, I'm not making any changes to my design, they are not being realistic about what the job is. Um, if they cannot be collaborative on the product development process, they are an artist, they are not a designer. Um, it doesn't mean that you cannot be an artist and a designer, but it's just like a, it's a different job in that context and you need to, um, to make it work. Well, uh, I shouldn't tell that my designers then. Um, a last question, which I forgot about. Ah, uh, yeah. For example, how do you normally resolve situations where, or did those situations ever occur that two designers working on the, on some similar, uh, solution for design and they don't uh, know about it, um, until you later realize in the application that there's like two different solutions for the same purpose. Um, did it that, ever, ever happen to you? Or? Yeah, that happens. And then we find, like, in this situation, you have to put your ego away and pick the best solution. It's, it's not a fight of, 
I did the design, so this should be my design going in. It's like, what is the best solution? And the time spent to implement that and the result and the experience for user at what matters, not the, uh, the person behind the design. So then again, this is something that maybe designer learn along the way. And uh, sometimes you start and you're very um, attached to your work and it's more difficult to let go and you are very proud of what you did. So it's like you're not being, um, you're not compromising with anything and anyone, but you have to, you have to at some point, otherwise you cannot make it in this industry. For sure. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for answering my questions. No problem. My ex nice one, Timo. Sorry, I cut you off there <laughs> right at the end. Um, Julie, absolutely nailing the questions here. Um, thank you so, so much coming on the show. You've been absolutely incredible. As I said at the beginning, you are such a massive inspiration to me personally, and I'm sure everyone here and really really loved speaking to you um is there anything you would like to say to everyone before we wrap it up uh sure drink water take care of your mental health and uh, and yeah that's it <laughs> that's all that's my advice like i will not make you recommendation on like design software like design tools <laughs> or anything like that just drink water relax a little bit stay and, hydrated uh, Take yes. a break. Look after yourself. This yeah. Week, you have been amazing guest, Julie. Thank you so, so much. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, first time ever I'm spending so much time talking to my phone, and it's not my dad. <laughs> it's We're super weird. I will have to catch up with my dad now. <laughs> Seriously, it's been absolutely great. And same here. I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone for this long on the phone julie you've been amazing thank you so much thanks, thanks. guys I oh i only said uh thank you so much I, uh, sorry to cut you off well i was not saying anything important so i'm just <laughs> excited to hear the next one and that's it thank you thank you thank you so much julie and thank you everyone for being here we're going to be back next week with someone else from this audience. So keep your eyes peeled for that and stay safe, stay hydrated. As Julie says, look after yourselves, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a lovely rest of your week. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Thank you so Bye.